This episode of 5-Year Mission, the podcast, is brought to you by Fansets, your home for all things pop culture pin related. Head over to fansets.com and see all that they have to offer. And also stay tuned at the end of the episode for a very special offer from us here at 5-Year Mission. So the plan is that I'm going to play drums on the next album then, right? That's what we're talking about? Is that what we're talking about? That's what we were just talking about. Were we? That seems implausible. <laughs> Why? I don't know. And Andy's going to write all your songs? That seems impossible. Play guitar? <laughs> we'll see about that. Well, well, well. <laughs> Ah, uh, you had like a cold last week or something. That's just a sinus infection. It's fine. It's totally fine. I've been sitting here the whole time waiting for one of you to say say some say some fucked up shit, but it was only Mike. It's, it's just a <laughs> yeah, boogers. Mike was trying to goad us into it. Yeah, I know. Well, I was I, I was I was making him do that. I was I was like I just want to see what kind of stupid stuff they say. All right. Welcome to Five Year Mission, the podcast, the only podcast hosted by a band called Five Year Mission. Tonight, we are going to continue our What Are Little Songs Made Of series, and uh, I am Andy Fark. I'm Tonight, I am joined by, in person, Mike Rittenhouse to my left here. Mike Rittenhouse. I'm also joined by Mr. Chris Spurgeon over in his Zoom room there. Oh, that was audible. Thanks, Chris. <laughs> and... On the bottom of the screen there in his own Zoom room, in our practice space, in his basement, Patrick O'Connor, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Patrick. <laughs> I think that's been established. <laughs> Just confirming. Okay. I mean, is it, wait, I, wait, I was could, making sure that nothing has me? changed. Oh, we could can you hear you. Hear me? Oh, oh okay. we, I can totally hear you. But the, the thing you said after I said your name just went... <laughs> Oh, good. Okay, good. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so you can hear me, but it make, it's unintelligible. Is that what you're trying to say? Pretty uh, much. I think yes. as long as somebody else isn't talking, we can hear you. But if somebody okay. else is talking, it just sounds like random noises. Okay. So when I'm talking, no one else talk. I think we've real great. That means I have to talk over Chris all night now. <laughs> well, actually, that would make my editing job harder. So I'm not going to do that anyway. You do what you want there, Andy. I will do what I want. Matter of fact, what I'm what I want to do is keep this show moving. So tonight we are going to cover the song and episode "This Side of Paradise" from TOS. Because you know that's all we've written songs about so far, outside of one song. That's what we're known for. Anyway, so this side of paradise, the episode. So a cult is basically forming on Omega Omicron Seti Three, and of course, the only reason I remember. The planet's name is because Patrick sings it and it just sticks in your head. <laughs> oh, that's how it always works. That's how that's how everybody remembers uh, Captain John Christopher's serial number, too. Yeah, it's it's also how I have to make sure that I get all the names right, because that would be bad. <laughs> like on Charlie X, when I was when I had one of them wrong and I corrected it at the last minute. Which I'm sure we're still probably wrong about uh, who mourns yeah. for, however you pronounce that. I was just yeah. going to say, how do you say that? <laughs> There's no right or wrong answer. Because they never say it in the episode, so we never get any confirmation. But we're not talking about that. We're talking about this side of it. Spock hanging from there. a tree, people on a farm getting blasted with rays, 
then Kirk <laughs> has to basically outwit a computer, except this time he has to outwit humans by making them fight each other. It's a whole okay. weird episode. But we and then we have Spock the love story. I think we've co- I think we've covered this before. This is the episode where Smock Smock <laughs> Smock is that the combination of smiling and Spock? <laughs> no, it was the combination of Spock and smashes. So oh. Smock, yeah, because this is where he smashes that console in the um, uh, transporter, transporter room. right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. That's right. Mm-hmm. Okay, because I, I I remember when we did Naked Time or one <laughs> other one where Spock loses his marbles and uh, yeah, that was it. He smacked. Yeah, and and I think we talked about this on a previous episode. So yeah, we did. It's it's so nice to be here. <laughs> <laughs> We're breaking new ground. Yeah. Thanks for bringing up old shit, Chris. <laughs> old, it's it's new. Old is new now. Old old new shit. Yeah, I'm here for it. <laughs> so anyway. basically, there's there the, the crew is tasked with going in like. Uh, evacuating this planet because they're being blasted with these deadly Bertold rays. <laughs> we'll get to that, Mike. We're gonna get to that. <laughs> then you can do that sound effect. Okay. Yeah, but do it. Don't do it that loud. You couldn't even tell what it was. Yeah, you can stay stay off, Mike, for that one. Yeah, off, I thought off, it was those air brakes again. No need to lean in, Rittenhouse. We're, we could just refer to you as off, Mike, Mike. Ew. <laughs> Stop making me edit things so much, Mike. Ew. Killing me. So crew's beaming down to the planet. And basically, like McCoy examines all of them and turns out that all these old injuries from their childhood and like even on a like have disappeared and they're perfectly healthy. And like even like the leader's appendix has reappeared even after it was removed. And so they have no clue what the hell is going on with this, this weird medical anomaly. Am I just going to keep going through the synopsis on this one? Are you going to, and anyone chiming in on this? We're, we're just listening. We're all, we're all letting you remind us what happens in this episode. I actually don't remember that part at all. I'm glad you mentioned it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, so I know I've, so far, I don't remember any of this. Are you, are you so we I, sure that we're talking about the right episode? Absolutely sure. <laughs> I was just... except, except for the Omicron SETI 3 part. I remember that. <laughs> and the Bertold race. Yeah. yeah. The deadly Bertold race. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's in the song. I know. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny because I was just going to say how I'll be the guy on this episode that doesn't remember anything except for <laughs> instead, Andy's the guy on this episode, the only one that remembers anything. Because he <laughs> read us a synopsis. Yeah. Actually, I, I watched the episode probably like two weeks ago and then just to kind of refresh my memory uh, mm. when I first parked the car to come into Hero House Comics, 1112 Prospect Street, Minneapolis, Indiana, the heart of beautiful Fountain Square. Uh, I sat in my car and read the synopsis on uh, why am I forgetting the name of it already? We just we just talked about the it. Side of paradise. The site of paradise. Oh, the site that I went to. Memory, memory, memory Alpha. Memory Alpha. Memory Alpha. <laughs> yeah. memory alpha. So I, I sat in my car, read the synopsis before I came to the door. And uh, then I waited for a good 30 minutes for Mike to get here. <laughs> so I probably could have watched the episode sitting, sitting in the doorway of Hero House. I remember the last time I watched, remember when we, when we did this song, when we made the song? That's the last time I watched this episode. Nine, wow. nine years ago? So it's been a while. Yeah. <laughs> nine, nine years ago. Ten. Nine years Actually, ago? Ten, ten, yeah, ten, ten, years. ten years ago. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. 
Oh yeah, I guess. Sorry, was. I keep forgetting that we lost a year. Yeah, because we, because uh, we, because we, cause we got, got together, played our first show, and then three months later, we released year one in November. And we already had a lot of year two written at that mm-hmm. point. Yeah, I guess that's right. Well, maybe I've watched it after that. I don't know, but this, this is, is the tenth anniversary of year two. That's right. My 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 favorite part of this episode, November, is that out of this episode was created the animated five year mission. Oh, yes, <laughs> right. So, oh, right. Mini mini sodes. <laughs> oh yeah, didn't, didn't we like? like didn't we tack the? Didn't you tack the animation I, onto the end of the actual video? Itself? Yeah, I, I made a, an animated yeah. short at the end of it. Yeah, I'll make sure to post that link in the show show notes. Um, because that's when. We were working you should on do this. that, Andy. <laughs> I will. Because I kind of feel like hanging from a tree. <laughs> Year one and two had gone like, you know, right after the other. And we were, you know, we were rolling into a year and a half for year three. And Mike, you know, we got to get this done. And that's where that, <laughs> that's where that little shirt came from. Because we were, I think that was, uh, we we're just taking too long. But that was, that was fun. We'll have to. Do we have that somewhere except for on that video? We have like a compilation of the animated shorts, don't we? Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. They're all on YouTube still. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So go look on YouTube. YouTube.youtube.com slash five year mission. Smash that subscribe yeah. button. <laughs> Smash I, I had to I had to talk like a talk like a YouTuber for a second. Oh, good job. Good work. Down there in the corner. So anyway, they're they go down to the planet, tell everybody they have to leave, and they're like, no, we're perfectly healthy, dude. We're fine. And then, uh, you know, Bones does his all examination. He's like, he's right. Don't know how. And then uh, Spot gets shot with the plant. Do the noise. <laughs> uh, and, and, of course, Spot gets blasted with it after he meets uh, Layla, who is, it turns out that she was in love with Spock six years earlier, and then he couldn't reciprocate, even though he's half human. And so he gets blasted, and he's like, "Oh, hey, I love you too, because now I'm on drugs." <laughs> well, maybe you should. The, he gets there's a, a a flower on the planet. Yeah, yeah, and it, it shoots its spores out, and it makes that sound like Mike just did. The <laughs> yes, sound and. Uh, <gasps> It, it makes you real uninhibited. <laughs> so basically, it makes you feel uninhibited. It's called weed, Chris. Shh. <laughs> I mean, it's it's illegal in like the next state over from us, so we're That's fine. True, we can just we we can just we can just make road trips. It's fine. <laughs> so anyway, Layla fi- uh, gets all sneaky, and they're basically going to try to keep the entire Enterprise crew. Uh, from leaving the planet so they can kind of repopulate because uh, all their machinery had basically died and they were living like the Amish pretty much. And uh, so they were like, man, we need some more bodies around here. All the animals died. Our machines died. This is a plant-based diet that we live on down here and we're doing perfectly fine and we're healthy. And Kirk's just not having it because, you know, he's Kirk. He's like, nope, I got sent here to do a job. Then the, basically the plants go back up to the ship so McCoy can uh, examine them and they start going through all the ventilation and everything and it infects the entire crew. Uhura pieces out and yeets out of there because, and then she, and then she, and then she like destroys all communications except for subspace so she, they can only kind of yeet. Yeet, I did. 
<laughs> because because I was talking about YouTube earlier, so now I got to talk good. talk like a YouTuber. He's trying to appeal to the youth. Yeah, uh, I see the youth, the youths, the youths, the youths, the ones with the scratch. <laughs> see. <laughs> Bring it around. Uh, so, yeah, so, so, so Kurt goes back up and he's basically talking about how his, his entire crew is mutinied because everyone's just like, I'm going down on that planet. I like, I like feeling high down there and this is awesome. We're going to stay. Fuck the system, fuck the man, and you all can go to hell because I'm going to go down here and eat some plants and get high on flowers. And Kirk ends up being the uh, the last person that's not in- infected. Yeah, <laughs> because he's, under he, the influence. I yeah, guess. he was he was up there thinking to himself. He was he was like, you know, this the ship can stay in orbit for like months and months, but you know he can't leave, so he's basically marooned there because he can't pilot that ship on his own. So right. he's basically screwed. And he's like, how do how do I get these people to snap out of this? How do I get them to come back up and see that you know these Bertold rays are going to be the death of them, and then he starts getting all mad because he's been a little bit infected and he was like wait i'm not under the influence since i got pissed off so maybe that's the key and so he starts trying it out and gets people to like get mad at him he was like that's how we fight this we make so them fight it, each other isn't it the um adrenaline no like he's, he's anger he kind of he's, he starts getting infected but it's the ship that brings him back right it's like i'm yeah you know, he's like, I'm the captain of this ship, and that's what brings him back, right? Mm-hmm. He's he's Something basically like he's basically reminded, you know, I have a duty here, yeah, and you know, this is my job. Everybody else needs to get their asses back up here and help. It's always the ship. Everybody thinks that he's such a ladies' man, but he's dude is married to his ship. He just wants to fuck that ship. See, I like I like that I can openly curse now because I don't feel bad making Mike edit this, and I know it's going to be my own fault for having to edit out curse words. <laughs> so this is all on me. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> and basically, I know if I'm talking, there's going to be a curse word coming up, so I, I'll really pay attention to myself. <laughs> How's that working out for you? <laughs> so far, so fucking good. <laughs> uh, so Kurt gets back down there, and... Uh, McCoy's just having the time of his life. He's just chill as can be. And uh, he's like, where'd everybody, Kirk's like, where'd everyone go? And McCoy's like, yeah, so-and-so went over to make this thing called a mint julep. It's like, how do you not know what a mint julep is? You have replicators. You're from the South already. How do you not know what a mint julep is, McCoy? Come on. Good Lord. (sighs) So anyway, yada, yada, yada. Kirk makes everybody get mad at each other. They fight and they lose their happiness. And yeah, he ends up fighting Spock gone. too. He does. Yeah, in the that's, in, in the that's on the, Yeah, that's when when Smock um, smashes that console. Smashes it's just like a it's a monitor or something, and it crumples like aluminum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wonder why that is. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> budgetary <laughs> reasons. But it's, <laughs> it's got it's funny. It's kind of um, the look of it though. When it when it happens, it's it's effective. You know, it's like whoa. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Spock is pissed. <laughs> um, but I mean, that's basically how they break out of it. Is that people, you know? Yeah. So like, out that they're angry, and then they can. Yeah. So, so Spock, Spock basically beams back up to pack to pack all his shit, and Kirk's like, "Nope, you're not going anywhere." Picks up a pipe, is threatening to fight him. That pisses Spock off, and then that helps Spock snap out of it. 
And so then Spock's back on Kirk's side, seized all the the error of the of his ways and that he was under the influence so he can do his job again. So then Kirk and Spock go about uh, making this like subsonic transmitter that'll that'll like make everyone down on the planet mad and start fighting mm-hmm. each other. And then there's like one of my favorite things is there's two crewmen down there. One of them hits the other with a shovel. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he's so really good. mad now. <laughs> Look out. That guy's got a <laughs> shovel. <laughs> I met the guy that he hit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's obviously. Oh, wait, he's unconscious. <laughs> Well, he, he 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 hits him in the back, basically just enough to piss him off. Yeah, he's like, "How dare you!" And they start fighting. Everybody starts fighting, and uh, so yeah, that's and that's basically the end of the episode. Is like everybody snaps out of it. They get all the people off of that off of that planet. Omicron City Three, Omicron City Three. It's my Patrick impersonation. It was dead on. <laughs> Good job, Andy. <laughs> Thanks, Patrick. Wait, that's, the, that's not the Patrick. I think that's voice. Noah. You're doing that's Noah. the Noah voice. That's, that's Noah. right. No, Patrick's voice is just my voice. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> What's your voice, Mike? My my voice is kind of like a valley girl. Uh, oh, guys. No, so basically, that I is the episode. Everybody snaps out of it. They get back on the ship and they get out. The end. And Spock says that he was happy. Yeah. Yeah, when I mean, he was yeah, he dangling, does. he was dangling from a tree, high, high as balls. So, yep. You know, it is an interesting. I actually like the episode because it shows a different side of Spock, even if it's, it's not, it's not even artificial. It's just his inhibitions were removed right. because he's being who he is. He's always trying to suppress that human Feel side it, yeah. of himself, and he doesn't. He's not able to because of the effects of the the flower. So I think it's kind of a cool episode in that it just shows a, kind of what Spock would be like if he didn't force all his emotions down all the time, you know? Yeah, like basically if like, if like his human half were to, were to completely take over and he yeah. started started smoking weed. So so basically <laughs> on that planet, they find the cure for Vulcans. <laughs> yeah. That's racist, Mike. <clears throat> Yeah, I've been watching a lot of Enterprise. Vulcan's gonna Vulc. Those Vulcans know? need some flower weed. <laughs> I mean, especially since they were still pissed off about Pajem. Right? That was like a season ago. Right? That's what I'm saying. I mean, they, they knew they were in the wrong, but they were like, yo. You we're can't... talking about TOS, Andy. Stop trailing Sorry. off. Sorry. I got sidetracked with Enterprise because I just got finished with my rewatch. I'm close. Mm. I'm on I'm on the mirror. Oh, nice. So Cool. So the side of paradise. <laughs> I yeah. just basically, I just basically <laughs> love it because like Kirk is forced to like. It was usually a computer that he had to confuse, but now he has to make humans confused, and a lot of them. Right. Well, Spock like the, is sort of like a computer. For for no oh, for no reason, Spock has to wear this random jumpsuit. I love the Spock jumpsuit. That's the, actually that's two episodes where we get to see we get to see Spock in a jumpsuit. Oh, yeah, because uh, this out of paradise and Spock's brain. Before we hop into the song, uh, do we have anything left to say about this episode? Since I just basically just gave you the the uh, bar synopsis of it all. <laughs> um, I just uh, I, I like that we got more insight into Spock, and that's the first. I think that's the first episode where you see like a relationship with Spock. You you know, we have a mock time. time. We have a mock time coming after that, but uh, oh yeah, that's right. 
and then Enterprise Incident much later. But uh, I think this yeah. is the first one where you really get to see Spock without the Vulcan or without the human part of him under wraps. There you go. And I, I think it's a decent episode anyway for two reasons. One, we also get to see instead of trying to outsmart a computer, Kirk has to outsmart humans Everybody. in it in, in like a an artificial situation that he has to fit, you know, that has to kind of overcome. But also just the the idea in and of itself, it's a pretty good idea, you know, that this there's this these rays that heal you, but they actually end up killing you. And then there's something that compels you to stay in this place that will kill you. Mm-hmm. And there's no way that you can leave. You have to, act, you know, someone has to come in from the outside and, you know, figure out what's going on and, and help you get out. So, I, I mean, it's a it's a good story um, conceptually, I think. And yeah, because they were they were like mar- episode. they were marooned on that planet, like the actual like inhabitants that they went there to uh, to rescue basically uh yeah. but they, they had no communications except for like subspace which would be they can only communicate with a ship that's orbiting the planet because it went out like years yeah. ago apparently so they had like no way to be be like ah we're fine stay away and then had they not shown up that entire place would be dead yeah i mean the episode is very of its time um i mean with the whole flower power thing Mm-hmm. I mean, literally. Literal you know? I mean, that's clearly what they're going for. <laughs> but it epitomized the time that it came out. You know. Yeah, yeah. They did. They, they did some. They did a pretty good job with with like hippie episodes. Yes. Just, I like it better than Lights of Z. It just looks funny. A lot of things are better than Lights of Zetar. I'm finding. <laughs> there's most things we could almost say. There's not much worse than Lights of Zetar. <laughs> The empath is down there. The empath, alternative factor. Man, I love alternative factor. Uh, you know, I don't know if alternative worse. factor is that bad. Mm. It's down there. Oof. It's 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 good bad. Okay, I I will say I will say about the alternative factor. It's memorable, but not in a good way. Light is <laughs> like light lights a Zetar. I couldn't tell you what the plot of lights of Zetar. All is I can remember is there's some effect where they're like playing with the contrast. I've seen it recently and I can't remember what it was about. Hey? Scotty's <laughs> in it. I remember that. I think there's like flashy lights in somebody's eyes or something. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. They, and, and like, they, like I said, they're playing with like the contrast. Yeah. Uh-huh. I'm real glad I don't have to write that episode. <laughs> Who's, whose song is that? Is that Noah's? I think Noah has it. Okay. Yeah, it's Noah. Huh. Of course, I think Correct. I might rather have that than freaking Savage Curtain. Well, you got some good you got some good good material from one of our past episodes. I hate the Savage Curtain. <laughs> oh, speaking of which, uh, pa- pa- Patrick Murray from that that episode that we did with him about the Savage Curtain, he is in the uh, he's one of the three finalists in uh, for uh, Indiana's Funniest at Helium Comedy Club here in Indy. No kidding. Oh, cool. Yeah. Cool. We can Congratulations. Say Five finals and, finals are on Sunday. I'm gonna go support him. And he got his start right here on the five year mission podcast. <laughs> you mean five year mission, the podcast? Whatever. Yes. What I'm phoning this in, Andy. I obviously. <laughs> it's because it's because I'm sitting right next to you, isn't it? Sure. <laughs> you're just, you're just, you're just running your coattails. You're not used to this anymore. Oh uh, yeah. And also you're like behind me, and it's weird because you're like <laughs> It's like you're looking over my shoulder. I'm, 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 I'm right now. I'm, I'm like backseat podcasting. That's riveting. Let's get into the song. <laughs> 
Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Patrick, what do you what do you remember about getting into getting like the idea for this song? OK, so some of them, you know, I have a particular idea for like tomorrow was yesterday where it pretty much turns out that way. Right. Um, but this was one where I had an idea and it kind of evolved as we worked on it into something else, which is it's always fun when that happens. It's a nice surprise to see where it ends up. Uh, but my original idea for this was to do a give peace a chance sort of song with like like a hippie sing along kind of song. You know what I mean? Um, but once we started bringing in the heavy guitars and all that kind of thing and the, the harmony backing vocals, it just You're kind welcome. of evolved more of a Beatlesque rubber soul kind of tune. So which which is fine. I, I love how it turned out. But um, yeah, originally it was going to be more acoustic and uh, more of a more of a chant where you get a bunch of people together in the room and just chant along, you know? Okay. I think it ended up having too many lyrics and being too complicated <laughs> music to do that. So that's okay. I like how it turned out. So mm-hmm. I'm happy with that. Um, yeah, it's, it, it, it's, it's definitely one of those songs where when like, whenever we play it live, I mean, it's, it's always like a big hit. Cause I mean, it's, it, it's still a, a good sing along song. And plus I know mm-hmm. uh, like a, like the people will pick out, certain little phrases here and there that i've noticed that like everybody will sing along to like if they're not doing the entire song but yeah, yeah. i'll pick out little phrases here and there and i'll see people doing it and i was like yeah like like penis pill and butt love yep yes <laughs> those things I'll, it was I'll, the stock love episode remember yeah i i, I will i I'll, I'll be putting the song the full song at the end of the episode but yeah uh but just remember the lines happiness pill and uh, you'll have nothing but love. No, you'll have no, nothing left. Nothing but left, love. but love. But I don't know. I don't know if you guys remember this, but occasionally when we played the song, I've actually sang alternate yeah. lyrics that yes. were, yeah, a little bit questionable. <laughs> yeah. On purpose, you know, so, just yeah. for fun. The, the, the happiness pill during practice at some shows, maybe we'll do bust that one out it's again. The penis pill. Yeah, yeah. We change it to penis pill, and you'll have nothing left but but love. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which the, we the, could the, go the, further with it with these which, lyrics which those are the, 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 those two lines come in, <laughs> they come in come in like su- succession don't they if i remember right yes yes they yeah do. they're okay they're in the same section yeah. all right just trying to remember off the top of my head <laughs> wait what song are we talking about <laughs> <laughs> the, the penis pill song this oh, side okay. of paradise yeah come on not Noah. to be confused no. with paradise syndrome oh yeah oh i was thinking of memory I, alpha I I want to point out, I was listening to this today, um, and I want to point out the backing vocals are pretty, the idea of the backing vocals is pretty much lifted wholesale from the Beatles, You Won't See Me. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> uh, if, if, is, it, I'm a fan. I'm great. It's great. But <laughs> if, if, if I remember right, when we were working on it, uh, I, I was I was editing and recording some stuff, and I threw those on there kind of just as a joke. Ooh. And uh and then you ended, I think you ended up liking them, so we kept them. And then we added uh, more parts to them, yeah. Yeah, because I did I did two harmonies, and then uh, Chris came in and added the high higher harmony to it. Yeah, no, we, I like those, and, and it got back to the sort of sing along feel I, I had wanted at the beginning. Anyway, yeah. so and I remember no, when we started doing those live, and we were like, oh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> how are we gonna do this? I, I I definitely uh, sing a very cut, cut back version of it live. So because yeah. I, I don't hold out those notes that that I'm holding out on the album because otherwise I'm going to be way off. 
with all the screaming, screaming you know, we can't hear ourselves live. So. <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, one of the problems I had with this one was, I think there was a, initially there was like a third chorus and another verse and the song just seemed way too long. And so I ended up chopping out a bit of the middle section and going straight to that bridge part early. So uh -huh. it ended up, it originally was like four minutes long or something. And I think we cut it back a bit. Yeah, you, you fell for Noah's, uh, his, his peer pressure to make shorter songs. Hey, I'm in, I'm always in, <laughs> in, 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 in Camp Noah with that one. I don't know. I think on my, most of my songs are real short on year, year one. Oh yeah. Yeah. I think, I think with year two, it's, if I remember correctly with year two, like the first time around, you're just kind of figuring out what you're making and what the band sounds like um, and what works. And then when you get to the second one, then we just decided uh, let's go for broke and do stretch out and do some crazy things and yeah. experiment more. And yeah. yeah. And that's, and this song was actually the one ironically, I think of my songs on this album where we actually experimented the least. <laughs> this was kind of the more straight ahead mm -hmm. pop song of the batch so. no you know we did get a little bit uh, i i think a little bit experimental with it i mean it's it's it, uh, it's not anything like any of the songs on year one no exactly so i mean it's definitely getting into a new area musically even if it's yeah. not very experimental well it was know. experimental for us at the time i guess you yeah could say. yeah well, I mean, you you also have to, you also have to think with year two. I mean, like speaking of experimental, I think Chris just went all like balls out on like I'm not doing any of my songs to make them sound anything like each other. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, because year yeah. two, Chris had Squire of Gothos, Court Martial, uh, Space Seed, uh, and City 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 of Forever. 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 And those are four very different songs from each other. So yeah, I would say I would say out of <clears throat> out of the four of you guys doing the songwriting for year two, I think Chris definitely definitely took the experimental route with switching things but, up. But my song kicked the most ass, goal. right? Well, <laughs> you, you see what I did there? Well, literally because arenas. Did, did, you, did you see what I did? Did, I, did you see it? I, I know, which is why I said yeah, the word arena, awesome. Mike. I think I kind of split the difference. This, like I did a couple <laughs> more straight ahead songs and a couple more experimental songs yeah i think yeah i think um yeah your your song immediately following this one is probably the most experimental song not yeah. only on year two it's but eight possibly in all of our catalog <laughs> yeah well besides like uh mainframe office box brand i'm org i'm org was pretty uh interesting yeah different from what i usually do i would say yeah. that's that's probably your your it's most boring. your most out there song mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So uh, yeah. anyway, this side of paradise. This side of paradise. <laughs> Back to you too. We this, could, we could talk about ourselves for hours. We're interested. This song lent itself really. Uh, the keys on this were just like came pretty easily, as I recall. And this was one I'd done on year one, especially. I'd done a lot of just like holding some, you know, organ chords, <laughs> you know, doing that kind of thing, just kind of filling the space. But this song has a much more, uh, you know, distinctive moving um, key part. And that's, I wanted to start doing that. And I, I did it on, on a couple other songs, but this one, it really stands out, I think, where you can actually hear, I think it's more up in the mix than the keys usually are as more of a, a presence than in a lot of songs. So I was, um, 
this is always a fun one to play for me. Yeah, they're, 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 the keys on this one are, are, are what I would describe as twinkly. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, there's a, there's just, it has that like, simple piano sound and everything. But yeah, you're yeah. definitely getting in there doing some doing some little flourishes here and there. And again, it's supposed again, to like sound. It's supposed to sound simple and fun, you know. Just, just kind of dancey, I guess. Well, dancey I almost got like a whole like song. to bring it back to the Beatles thing that like Patrick was talking about with those backing vocals um, and the original intent of the song. Uh, I kind of got like an like an Obladi vibe off of, off of the keys, mm-hmm. bouncy and pretty. The the bass kind of does that too a little bit. Um, yeah, the, this I think the, I think this kind of marked the beginning of Mike writing complicated bass parts. I, I didn't play the bass on this song. I know, but you probably recorded the bass <laughs> though, didn't you? Actually, what I was about to say, <laughs> uh, I, I, was, I was about to say, I think that that Noah actually played his own instrument on this recording. What? Yeah. But he's not here to talk about it. I know he's not here to defend <laughs> and, himself. And, and and he wrote that part too. He he still plays it to this day. When we play the song, he he'll pull it out and and remember it and play it the right way. And uh, <laughs> you know, I would say, I would say the baseline is probably also a standout part because this is. I don't always if I don't play the bass, I don't always remember the bass part. You know, you mm-hmm. you tend to think of the melody, and the bass doesn't always follow the melody. And, but this is one that actually. I, I tend to remember. I just, you know, I think about the song and I remember the bass line. It's, um, it's very so bouncy. I, I did a pretty good job. It is bouncy. Yeah, it's very effective for the song. Bouncy keys, bouncy bass, bouncy vocals. A little bit of twinkle. A little bit of twinkle. <laughs> you always have to have a little <laughs> bit of twinkle. Don't really bounce. I will say, though, that when we first started playing this, playing the keys and singing my parts at the same time were a challenge because... Playing guitar and singing is one thing, but playing keys and singing is entirely another because I have to actually look at my hands when playing keys. Yeah. Because guitar is just something that I've been doing for a lot longer. And so, you know, a lot of times I'm just kind of like, you know, chin on my chest, looking down, trying to lean over and sing the microphone <laughs> at the same time. La, la, la. Yeah. La, la, la. But it, but if you don't well, do it, I mean, then it's just Mike singing the backing vocals by himself. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So you can't you can't leave it out. Well, and I do all I do the backing vocals on the chorus too. So it's right. It's not. Um, oh yeah. It's, you know, my hands are moving around, and I just have to. Oh yeah. yeah I really love that little high so part there's, on there's the bridge. There's a lot of there's a lot of singing vocals on here that I do while I'm playing, and I just had to get used to that. Which which I which I know from other songs too. That's a, that's that's kind of your thing if, if, if you're on keys because i know you're always like wait i gotta figure out how to do how to do this and backing vocals at the same time so i know so, so i know there's there's been a few songs where like you've actually like switched up what you're doing vocally because it's just like weird to do the keys and that vocal with it yeah <laughs> well so usually it'll be opposite because generally speaking the keys add um i mean the keys add something but let's face it, the keys are usually in the background and mm-hmm. the prominent instruments are things like the guitar and the bass and the drums. Yeah. And so the keys just add a little bit of flavor, you know, some padding in the background. So usually what I'll do is if it's too difficult for me to sing and play at the same time, I'll simple up the key part and make sure that I can get the vocal out because we have a recording of it. You know, I work really hard to get the keys sounding you know i mean mike can attest to this we'll be in there recording keys i'm like let's do this and let's do this 
and you know make some layers and you know or piece them together so it sounds good or the way I want it to sound and um it, you know sometimes all that work we do in recording just is not something I can translate live and so I have to simple it up so that I can actually do the singing at the same time or else, and you, you can you say know, the you, same you, thing about the vocals too like we layer a lot of vocals mm-hmm. and yeah. uh you can't just re- replicate all that on stage so we kind of yeah. pick and shoot which parts we want to have in there yeah yeah like especially backing vocals right exactly because <laughs> i know i know i know for past shows there's always been like moments being being like oh we haven't done this song live for a while and then like like whoever's doing backing vocals or well and land the lead mm-hmm. vocals just be like all right nobody plays something for a minute <laughs> and then and then just practicing the backing vocals like who's off one of you is off what note are you singing i i know this is one oh, yeah. of those songs that we've done that at practice with yep um where we yeah we, well, we just kept playing through like verse chorus verse chorus verse chorus with everyone yeah. doing their parts and it would just like get closer and closer and closer <laughs> la, la, la. And, and andy would be sitting there like just tapping his foot on the hi-hat like just <laughs> bored come on come Andy's, on you divas andy's back there on his phone you know on facebook taking video whatever Oh yeah, taking a most embarrassing video if I possibly can. <laughs> That's right. That's for Patreon now. Yeah, we, we do have a lot of songs where, you know, when we layer. I mean, I know that I do, you know, two or three parts sometimes for vocals, and obviously mm-hmm. live I can't do two and three parts. And so mm-hmm. you know, Michael fill in or Noah will fill in, but you know, Noah will be the first to tell you that he's he doesn't hear those harmonies a lot of times, and so if. If he can't adjust, you know, if he he'll, can't he'll end up doubling is. whatever he's already hearing. Yeah. And so it, we adjust, but I think it, I think it, that's part of what you do as musicians, you know, you, you have all this experimentation when you record and then it sometimes doesn't translate live, but you, you do something different that also still sounds good. It just may not be the exact same. And I think that, that's part of what, what's great about seeing bands live is because you don't always get exactly what you hear on the recording. <laughs> you especially don't when you come to see us, cause we like to do different things. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's when you hope that the, the crowd participates and fills in those gaps for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah right. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm talking that. about when Noah forgets the lyrics. <laughs> yeah. Well, luckily enough, we usually have Helen there to do that for us. Right. <laughs> but that, 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 that is that is one of the nice things about uh a lot of these songs that we do live that would like we usually would have to work on vocally a lot is that uh our local crowds i should specify some some out of town but mainly the local crowds that have been been with us since day one they will definitely fill in a lot of the spots and a lot of times they don't care if we're slightly off vocally <laughs> because they're yeah. going to be singing along themselves and won't be able to be able to be like oop Noah's Noah's singing singing an F instead of a instead of a G or whatever. That's, that that would be pretty far off. That's pretty bad, Andy. <laughs> I I don't know notes. You I, should have said Mike. That would that would have been more realistic. I, I, I bang on things. I don't know notes. Yeah. <laughs> We're no okay. How about this? Noah's up there going ah, instead of ah. That's, that better. That sounds more. That's the that. that that's, Again, the, that's that's more Mike than the, the dying quail effect. Yeah, I mean, well, plus that's a more realistic way for a drummer to try to explain backing vocal notes, unless you're Phil fucking Collins. I'd argue, Collins. but 
it's all the all those times that I've tried to explain to you what I want with with the drums. And it's me going, <laughs> it's me going, you know, do do do, what is wrong with you? Although Trust I think me. I do a pretty good job translating. You're just not good at listening. I don't. I don't. I don't speak Chris. That's your problem. Where's where, where, where's Hoshi when you need her? She can translate. <laughs> this is TOS, not Enterprise. Just let me have oh. my things, Mike. I've had a rough day. So some sometimes when we're recording songs and I don't have a specific part written, like if I'm just playing chords. Um, sometimes I'll experiment and I'll just like let the song keep playing and just like keep making stuff up like little lead parts or whatever. And this is one of those songs that, uh, that kind of benefited from that because on those little, uh, in between parts that come like, you know, like right before the, the choruses or whatever, uh, yeah. it's, it's like, you know, not yeah. quite th- those notes, but <laughs> uh that was pretty close that was really close it's close um you know i i remember sitting in noah's house and just like playing that over and over like 50 times and i came up with all of these crazy little bits that went in there and i ended up using three different ones on the album the funny thing is is you know i got them all recorded and on there and they're great and i can't remember how to play any of them (laughs) <laughs> because <laughs> because it was so many different things as I was like, I don't even know what I did there, but it sounds cool. Um, so you know, I, I come up with stuff live every time that's kind of in the ballpark of that, but it's never quite exactly what I did. Um, but uh the other thing regarding those uh little bits is uh also uh when when we were working on track 16. Oh yeah. Uh one of the things that Noah and I did was, was that we uh, grabbed little bits from every song, like just some kind of a sound and mix them into that track. And uh, one of the things from this song was th- uh, the little lead parts that I did. And what, and we, instead of just like putting them in there, we actually chopped them up into just like little bitty, like one, two or three note sections and just like sprinkled them over the entire track just so weird and random yeah so when when you listen to track 16 you'll hear right. like like just a little guitar that just goes like Dude. and it's just like part it, of some it. of them are backwards too right or uh, slowed uh, way down actually yeah i think so we did a lot of of screwing around on that yeah <laughs> but mm-hmm. but yeah when when you hear those those are from this song and uh yeah it's it's those little parts yeah basically if you if you get the combination of noah and mike together and <laughs> let them Un- just do unsupervised whatever, unsupervised <laughs> yeah this is the type of thing you get because i mean that's how we got mike's one of mike spock's brain songs in the <laughs> elevator <laughs> hey mike mike and noah where are you guys going don't worry about it <laughs> and they're off working on that spock's brain song <laughs> and then that's what we ended up with i should have followed him i'm sorry everyone I feel like we pretty much covered it, but oh, uh, yeah. yeah, it was fun. And, anything, anything uh, regarding the drums in the song, Andy? I got nothing. I mean, they're fun to play mainly because I get to go double time and that's a rarity. So that's always a plus. Like, like right in the pre-course, I get to do the bam, 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 bam. It's so simple. Mm-hmm. But yeah, this basically, I basically channeled my inner Ringo for the verses just the just the classics chop 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 on the hi-hat real simple bass drum real simple snare no backbeat to it yet then you go double time 
And there's a lot of pauses too. So live, I get to do, do a lot of stick twirls and pointing at people and making faces. So always, always a big plus when I can mess, mess with our audience, which yeah, go ahead. I've already uh, gotten threats of uh, people that are going to try to mess me up at our September 11th show, because it's been so long since they've been able to crowd participate. And so like my focus is going to be on you and I'm going to make you mess up. So I just tell them to bring it on. That doesn't sound very supportive. It's not really. I know. Right. A gentle threat. Sounds rude. I've had three people tell me that already. And specifically to me, not like I'm going to try to mess up Patrick. I'm not going to try to, I'm going to try to mess up Chris, Noah or Mike No, it's me jerk moves all around. Well, Cause they know if they mess you up, they're going to mess up the whole band. Oh, that's true. I'm, I'm the gate. I'm the gatekeeper or the key master. Which one would it be? I think you're the key master. Perfect. <laughs> D- dibs on not being the gatekeeper. <laughs> we have enough, enough of those in the Star Trek world right now. <laughs> All right. Well, on that note, get it. It's a song reference, music reference note on that note. We're going to wrap up this edition of what are little songs made of. Thanks, guys, for coming on here. Thank you, Patrick, for writing this wonderful song. Um, Yay! Yay! Thank you guys for listening and and performing it. It's been fun. (laughs) I like it. Thanks for playing my musical genius. (laughs) That was Patrick saying that, not me. (laughs) What? What do you mean by that, Andy? I don't know. I think I'm going to go hang from a tree. Five years, ten. What's the difference? All right. Thanks for joining us, everyone. We'll catch you on the next episode. Stay tuned for a little outro thing with ads and we'll name some Patreon producers and all that. So put it on now. getting new content from five-year mission you should head over to patreon.com slash five-year mission and check out our patreon page as a patron of the band you will receive access to rare and behind the scenes pictures and videos and other cool stuff you will also have early access to many things like video releases or new songs you can sign up for different levels from ensign all the way up to admiral one of the perks of being an admiral on five-year missions patreon is that you get to be a producer on this podcast Currently, our producers are Neil Carpenter, Helen Lake, Debbie Rinke, Carol Jones, Becky and Roxy, Steve and Frankie Palopoli, Madison Rachel Jones, and Jim Morehouse. Your name could be on this list if you sign up as an admiral. So head over to patreon.com slash five-year mission now. That's the number five-year mission. Fansets.com. Oh my goodness gracious, what can I say about Fansets.com that hasn't already been said a million times on our podcast? They have all kinds of new stuff. Everything is wrapped up in Vegas. They got all kinds of new releases, including Dr. Gillian Taylor from Star Trek IV, Monster Maroon Captain Kirk, Dr. Pulaski, Guinan, Admiral Vance, Discovery Season 3, Uniformed Michael Burnham, one of my personal favorites, Jet Reno, Rin, oh his poor antennae. Vic Fontaine, a Zindi Reptilian, and of course, in order to bring the most honor to your house, Gowron with the eyes, oh, and General Martok. 
Man, if you want to order any of those pins, any accessories you can think of, head on over to FAMSETS.com. Enter the code 5YEARMISSION. That is the number 5YEARMISSION. You can get 10% off of your entire order at checkout. FAMSETS. Our pins have character, and we thank FAMSETS for sponsoring 5YEARMISSION, the podcast, and every podcast on the Trek Geeks Network each and every week. We really got to work on that new drummer. You yourself. I know, man. All right, he's done. <sighs> can we get somebody? Can we get somebody funny this time? At least. And Andy's talking to somebody outside. Great. It sounded like you said you said great, right? Yes. It sounded yes, like I did. Said, at first, I thought you said freak. <laughs> Andy's talking freak. to somebody freak. No, it's pronounced bark. <laughs> <laughs>